0: And welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, giving you the latest world news and health research. Hope you are all having an absolutely terrific day today. Hope you're staying blessed and safe as always. And be sure to see you guys voted. And it won yesterday, the product of the week, our one and only prostate support. Very popular product. Everybody loves this as far as the males go. <laughs> Females don't really need it. Guys get a great result from it. Be sure to check it out on the website. Over 12% off right now on the website at healthmasters.com. And there's a few things that I want to kind of hit real fast with you guys. There's been a lot of stuff going on, a lot of obfuscation, distractions going on over the last week to keep people focused on, well, what the media is designed to keep them focused on. And I thought it was interesting cuz I've brought this up before and you know this entire theater show, this theater clown show with with Johnny Depp and his crazy wife his Amber Heard. I'm not even going to get into this cuz they just they're a bunch of Hollywood weirdos anyways. You know, the media covered this trial 24/7 365. It was another celebrity trial. That's all it was. And yet, we have not had any interest at all. Think about this for a second. Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, every single media outlet, every single day talking about it. Okay. Other trial, Gislaine Maxwell completely and totally ran it under the covers, tried to absolutely not bring it up as much as possible, and there's been zero interest in the media at all uncovering the redacted names that Maxwell's trial told everybody who were the pedophiles that she was bringing the girls to on the island and on the plane? Nobody has ever asked at all in the mainstream media or in even a lot of alternative media. Why can we not get the information in the trial? Who are the big boy names? Who had the big boy money? Who was she actually grooming these kids for? Because I told you, she was just a foot soldier. She's a complete and total low-life piece of garbage, and I hope she rots in prison. But she was just a foot soldier. She was at the bottom. She was a grunt. And yet nobody's asking who were the people that she was grooming these girls for. thought that's interesting. I'm going to keep bringing it up for quite a while. I've talked to numerous people that have been trying to actively get freedom of information requests involved in this. And this has been one of the shadiest, weirdest trials we've ever seen for obvious reasons as we know why. And then I saw a tweet yesterday that's interesting from Spike Cohen. And, you know, he's a libertarian. I don't agree with everything he says, but he does come out with some very active stuff, and him and I are 100% in agreement about disbanding the ATF. In fact, he actually trolls the ATF almost on a daily basis online, absolutely shoves their face in Ruby Ridge and the Branch Davidian raid that ended up with 76 women and children burned to death, all at the hands of the ATF and the FBI. He brings that up on a regular basis, just like I do, because I'm not going to stop talking about that no matter how old I get. I don't want anybody forgetting what the U.S. government did at the hands of these alphabet agencies, that he made a very valid tweet the other day. And he said, this regardless of what we know so far to be truth about this shooting in Texas, regardless of the background, regardless of this plane coming from Fort Hood, if the shooter was the really one there, if there were multiple shooters, I don't know. But he made a very valid point. He goes, everybody needs to take a very serious look at what just happened. We learned a very very intense lesson from this horrific horrific tragedy in Uvalde the government will mandate that your children stay vulnerable they will hold you back at gunpoint while their while your children are murdered then they will lie to you about why your children are murdered and then they will tell you it all happened because you owned a firearm this is a complete and outrageous lie this is what he's bringing up to the table Everything we're being told is a complete and total lie. While they literally were handcuffing and pulling tasers on law-abiding parents that were screaming and yelling that were armed, trying to go into school to do something, they told the law enforcement to stand down and they weren't allowed to go in. And only reason anybody went in there and actually shot whatever guy was in there was because they were Border Patrol agents that were off-duty and they basically were federal agents and they overrode sheriff's orders because they were feds. That's the only reason anybody went in there. Nobody's addressed that yet. Sheriff's Department never gave the go-ahead to go in there. The off-duty Border Patrol were the ones that went in there. The Sheriff's Department told them they were not allowed to go in. They said, dude, we're federal agents. Ha! Ha! Joke's on you. We're about to bust this up and see what the heck's going on in here. Don't know everything that happened, but I've heard some very strange reports of other stuff that's been coming out about that shooting. And again, I want people to realize you have to ask questions. And now, while all this has been taking place... And while there's this big debate, like it's an actual debate on why they need to ban guns or we don't need to ban guns, there is no debate. The Second Amendment is in concrete. It's the reason why it's in the Bill of Rights. There is no question about the ability to have to ask permission or to own whatever firearm you want, period. There is no argument there. We can't own anything we want, and we can exercise our Second Amendment anytime we want. Anything that goes against that is violating the Bill of Rights to the Constitution in discussion. But while all of this is happening right now, yesterday, Pfizer fully submitted all their documentations and has now demanded that the FDA give them full emergency use authorization on the COVID shot for children six months to five years old. I kid you not. The three-injection COVID shot protocol, they're demanding to have emergency use immediately brought open for ages six months to five years old. Emergency use. Now, I'm going to ask the first question on this. What emergency? Where's where's the emergency? I'm still waiting for the punchline on that. I have dug through troves of documents and research over the last week, a week and a half since I've been hearing about this. I cannot find one documented source that shows anywhere in the last two years a child in the United States that was healthy under the age of five died directly from COVID. Zero, not one death. And even the only couple that I have found, they were all children that literally were already incredibly sick and were probably going to die, as sad as that is, just being honest. Zero. And most of them, and there was like four or five that I found, most of them were all incidences that were not COVID-related. Like one child was super sick, had a fever. Mom put him in the bathtub, left him in the bathtub. He drowned in the bathtub. It was a COVID death. There is not one Documented source of evidence that shows a child under the age of five died directly from COVID in the United States at all in the last two and a half years. So my question again: Where's the emergency use coming from? Why do we need emergency use? And I had somebody tell me this in well, Austin. You know, this is Pfizer's last chance to make some money off COVID. And I said, No, I don't. I don't think this is just that. I said, There's 24 million kids under the age of five. They're saying there's going to be three doses that are used. The first dose, two weeks later, a second dose, third dose, two months later. I said, nah, I don't buy it. I said, three doses, they're $19 a dose, $57 for three doses, 24 million kids. If every single child in the entire United States got subjected to this sludge, that's $1.3 billion. Now, granted, that's a huge chunk of cash, but for a pharmaceutical company that's showing $20, $30 billion quarterly income, that's nothing. This isn't about the cash with Pfizer, guys. There's something very nefarious they're working on with this injection with these young children. I think dad's nailed it on the head before. I think this is a giant sterility and a giant mass immunization drop-off. We know, we've seen from the response from the Deagle reports that they've now scrubbed, that they're expecting a huge drop-off in the population of the United States. How better else to make sure the younger population does not progress any further right now to basically kill off this young generation that has just been born in the last couple of years by injecting them with three different doses of RNA gene therapy. I looked at the documentation and some of the stuff that Pfizer submitted. They're saying they are going to be three, three microgram doses. I'm going to repeat that again, guys. They're telling them they have to have three, three microgram doses. In case you didn't hear me the first time, three, three microgram doses – 33, if you add those together, three, nine microgram doses in total. Total numerology embedded right in the documentation and telling everybody what they're going to do. You guys do the math on this and you figure it out. What's three plus three, six? Three, three, three. Guys, this is so far sick in my opinion. The fact if any parent, actually goes along with injecting their healthy child or their sick child with this perverted sludge that they're trying to roll out right now, quite frankly, that parent doesn't belong, It doesn't belong being a parent. That's just my opinion on that. There is something very sinister that's going on. They tried to come out they said, well, we've seen now that it's 80% effective in preventing symptomatic COVID in children under five. <laughs> Yet, this has not been peer-reviewed nor published in any medical journal. And I want to remind everybody, last month, the 80,000-page trove of documents that came from the FDA, from the Pfizer clinical trials for the human studies – found that it wasn't 95% effective as they originally lied to us about. It was 12% effective for the first week, and then it went to a negative effective range, meaning it had more of a negative impact than people that didn't have the shot. It is unbelievably easy to skew research studies, unbelievably easy, especially when the pharmaceutical giant is the one conducting their own clinical trial. So these children now need three, three microgram doses to be protected against COVID and an emergency use. For an age group that has a zero, literally a zero percent death rate from a virus that allegedly they still haven't been able to isolate, yet they tell everybody to take a PCR test that doesn't even work to determine if you have it. This is so far alarming right now. This needs to be the thing that is getting screamed about from the top of the hills, from every mainstream, every alternative media outlet, screaming. Saying, listen, parents, please do your research. Do not subject your young children to this unbelievably sadistic perversion that they're trying to inject them with right now. So I wanted to bring that up because nobody else has really been talking about this at all. I told you guys weeks ago they were working on getting ready to submit it. They have now formally submitted it, and they're saying that they need emergency use as soon as possible to make sure they can protect the children from COVID. Yeah, that's literally the line that they're going with right now what do you think that about this insanity
1: well it's eugenics you know it's this population you know and genocide is they want to they want to they don't want white people to breed just they don't want the people of the population of the planet to breed that are basically uh, you know not going along with their agenda is you know the eugenics program is basically taking the DNA they want to reproduce with the DNA they want to reproduce. So Jeffrey Epstein did on this New Mexico ranch. It was a big breeding colony, supposedly was supposed to turn into. And this group believes all this. It's you know this you know remember the eugenics program started in the United States after Darwin was you know doing his thing back in the eighteen hundreds, and it went from the United States to Germany, in which they were going to create the master race. In other words, you take everybody who's six foot two with blonde hair and blue eyes, and the tallest females, smartest females, smartest guys, smartest tallest guys. Then you breed them together. and You create a master race. I mean, this is what this is what the goal was. It's eugenics, and uh, they, that's what they want to do. They want to get rid of all of the people that are basically the the, the serfs, the uh, peasants. They don't want them to breed. And what happens is when you inject these children, and this stuff attacks their ovaries and attacks their testicles, uh, they become hermaphroditic and become sterilized because they're never going to go through proper pubescence, they're never going to have proper hormone development, proper testicular development, proper ovarian function, probably all going to be sterile. And uh, this is the pipe dream of these guys because they want to destroy as many people as they possibly can. They want to get rid of the whites particularly, but they also want to kill black patriots and Hispanic patriots. Anybody who can think and has the ability to reason through things, they want to get rid of them. I know we've got we've got listeners all over the world in fact we found out this weekend we have a, a man by the name of Devon he's a stockbroker up in you know up in New York City and he he has a whole group of people up in New York now listening to our show telling the truth to you everybody up there in New York City what's going on and and the thing that's crazy about all of this stuff is that when you stop and you look at what's happening it's not it's, it never ends it's like they have constant pressure on it but yesterday I flew home from St. Louis uh, another groping with TSA, it was just really a pleasant experience, something extremely facetious. I almost said something. If I had said something, I would have gotten kicked out of the airport. I did find out something, though. Once you pass the security checkpoint, in other words, once you pass the x-ray scanner that you refuse to do, you can't leave anymore. I didn't know that. I thought if they got abusive with you on the other side of the aisle, so to speak, that you could just walk out of the airport. They will not allow you to do that. Once you tell them that, you know, you pass that security scanner and you say, well, I'm going to opt out and I'm just going to leave. I'm not going to take the flight. They will not let you do that. They're probably going to take you into the back and strip search you. Just, I'm not talking, you're not getting on the plane anymore. But that's the power that the TSA, TSA was given. So you can't just walk out and say, well, you're being abusive with me. I'm leaving. Cause I was talking to this guy. He was a real, another real weirdo at TSA. Enjoyed his job way too much. Probably was about three quarters queer. And, and the thing about it is, is that, you know, you look at this, what's going on, and you kind of go, wow, this is some perverted stuff. This pat down stuff they do. And you, you, you kind of sit back and go, wow. And the American population, guess what? Everybody was going through the x-ray machine. Sharon and I were the only two people that said no. We were it. I mean, we didn't see anybody else. In St. Louis. We didn't, in fact, we didn't see anybody else in Orlando with the thousands and thousands of people waiting in line. I mean, it was it was really sad. And I told Sharon yesterday, we were on the tram coming back from, uh, you know, to going to, you know, back to the ho- you know hotel, not to the hotels, to the car, back to the, head- the airport terminal. I said, I told her, I said, the place was packed. People coming in to go to Disney World. And I told her, I said, you know what? I said, we have hammered it as hard as we can on the Ted and Austin Brewer Show. Uh, but again, a lot of that has to do with the fact that these people, a lot of folks, make their vacation plans a year, two years in advance. They they borrow money to go on these trips, and they book these things in advance. I mean, going to Disney for weeks is like ten grand now. By the time you pay your airfare for a family, it's expensive. And so they do this in advance, and they really can't break these plans, even if they find out that Disney's grooming their children. If they if, they, if they're even aware of that. The, the vast majority of the people in the United States are not aware of anything that goes on. They really aren't. But the good thing I did over over the over the trip of the flight, I read a book, and it came out a couple of years ago by Dylan Howard. It's called "Dead Men Tell No Tales," spies, lies, and blackmail, and it's a, and it's Epstein. Dead Men Tell No Tales, and I want to encourage all of you to buy this one used. It's really an incredibly good book. And it, it, was, it starts off saying that Epstein had scored a lighter sentence with his original sentencing back in 2008 for trafficking girls because he was a member of international intelligence. Oh, yeah. It goes all the way into that. And then it talks about the Israeli Mossad and how he belonged to part of that. And, and I, and I and you talk about how Ep, Donald Trump once called Epstein a terrific guy. And then it also goes into detail about how Donald Trump used to hang out with Epstein all the time. He was like his wingman into the, the big parties and the galas they were having down there in Palm Beach – until Epstein was, of course, indicted for childhood trafficking. And and the other people that were there were 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 Donald Trump, David Blaine, Sergi Brin, Chesley Handler, Harvey Weinstein, no surprise there, former Clinton presidential aide George Stephanopoulos, Charlie Rose, journalist Katie Couric. And this list goes on and on and on, including Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton. And all of these people were directly involved with Epstein. Now, apparently, the way I read the book is Epstein – got involved with Mossad through Jislaine Maxwell and through her father when they when he was introduced to, to her father. He was the guy who basically fell fell off the boat supposedly and died, you know, and was basically killed. Who, who ended up owning a huge publishing company over in Britain who was Mossad and Jislay Maxwell is Mossad and Epstein was Mossad. Now you gotta ask yourself a question here. This is Israeli Secret Service <laughs> What the heck is Israel involved in all this stuff for? Well, Israel's involved in espionage and covert operations and intelligence gathering and the blackmailing of all kinds of people involved in governments all over the world to get what they want as far as the pro Israel you know dogma that goes out from these governments. You know, even here in Florida, DeSantis is signed, and I'd like DeSantis that you cannot boycott an Israeli company. That if you do, the state will boycott you and no longer give you any, how should I say, government contracts. So all of this, and this has been passed by over thirty states now. By the way, it's not just Florida. So they're constantly going in and doing this with Mossad and blackmailing politicians in different countries around the world to to continue to maintain their interests and to get their agenda pushed through. Just thought I'd mention that to you guys. You know, pretty clearly here, and you know, it was interesting. They said, here's what they said. Said, why were the. What, the uh, Epstein's former co- colleague, Stephen Hoffenberg, claims that, the, that Indyke and Kahn had once been tasked with investigating Epstein's financial misdeeds at investment group Towers Financial in the 90s, an investigation that ended with Hoffenberg sentenced to 20 years in prison for running a Ponzi scheme. But they didn't do anything to Epstein. He was directly involved with Hoffenberg. Hoffenberg went to prison for 20 years. And, uh, it, that the SEC commissioner considered to be one of the largest in history at least prior to Bernie Madoff's crimes a decade later. Epstein, however, skipped off scot Free. Why were those men chosen as executors who really inherited Epstein's trust if he really died? This, that's They say that in the book. I've told you guys over and over again, Epstein's not dead. Why has his fortune not been seized as evidence in the ongoing investigation of the crimes? Moreover, if no one inherited these millions, is it because he is still alive? So uh, I want you to read this book. And then it says something else. They actually had him in a, in a, in a, in a, in a cell that was basically set up for uh, anti-suicide. I mean, he had, he had paper sheets the whole bit. He couldn't hang himself with his sheets. And only after a couple of weeks in there, the psychologist at the prison in New York uh, said he's fine now. He can, he can basically be, you know, be by himself. It's no big deal. And he had a former cop who was a roommate, you know, a cellmate, with him. And when basically the first time that he basically got choked out or whatever happened to him, Some people said he tried to fake his own suicide. The cop is the one who called for help and got him taken care of. Now, the second time he, quote, unquote, committed suicide, which I don't believe that because the cameras didn't work or anything else, he was taken from his cell after he was on suicide watch for two weeks and put back into the general population with the same police officer again that was in there for basically uh, shooting and killing some people. And, And what was interesting about this is the police officer was removed from his cell the day before. He committed suicide supposedly, and then the cameras didn't work supposedly. And here's what's funny about this: when he was taken from the suicide watch cell, he was taken again before the judge, and so they said suddenly that he didn't act like Epstein anymore. He starts sleeping on the floor. This guy's a billionaire. Well, he wasn't a billionaire, but he was he was worth a lot of money, and he was worried, You know, he was used to the luxuries of life, and suddenly he's sleeping on the floor in his cell, and not on the bed. I think about that for a second. And then they said when he came to the arraignment for the hearing that he didn't act like Epstein. He didn't say a word. He didn't speak. And he just kind of stood there, you know, passively and not saying anything. Well, that's not Epstein. I personally think there's a high probability, in my opinion, that when he was removed from suicide watch and taken, put back into the other cell, that he was replaced with a body double. And the body double is the one they killed. And they didn't want the body double to be basically be seen, you know, you know, by this other person who was in the cell with him. So they removed the other guy from the cell with him also. And they didn't want the other guy in the cell to witness what happened. Why in the world have multiple prison guards now pleaded the fifth with this thing? They pleaded the fifth. No videotapes. He was in there for hours dead. <laughs> they were supposed to be looking at him every thirty minutes. They weren't. I mean, This whole thing reeks of of you know of, of 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 Mossad or CIA or MI6 and then you have then you have the you know you got the the duke over there who was directly involved with Epstein good friends with him you wouldn't believe the list of like Austin said of who's who who were raping these young girls i mean some of these kids were 10 12 years old I mean, it was sick and if you read the book it goes into detail of this and it talks about it and then he had pictures. And listen to me. This is this is bizarre. And he had pictures of Bill Clinton in his blue dress or red dress or whatever it was. You know, kind of mocking, you know, doing the thing with Monica Lewinsky. I guess a mockery, completely disrespectful to the president. And then he had pictures of dismembered girls. I mean, like girls that had been cut in pieces on his wall. Remember what I told you about that temple that he had on his island down there, which by the way was painted blue and white, which is the colors of the Israeli flag. They mentioned that in the book too think about all this stuff guys and how we've been so hoodwinked by zionism that we can't see the truth as far as the general population as far as what they want to do with the rebuilding of the third temple and bringing in the antichrist and now some guys are saying that you know that the that, that hairy guy that had the, the top guy with you know with klaus schwab could be the antichrist he fits the bill he's queer he's jewish i mean all these crazy things well the bible says that the antichrist is going to be jewish and he's not going to like women Okay. and so the crazy part about all of this stuff is we're sitting here watching this stuff unfold, and then I read a book like this that you know never really got a lot of publicity. It really never did because people didn't want to. You know, the big publishing houses and the and the, the the newscasters and the and the radio personalities that would interview you didn't want to touch this thing with a ten foot you know microphone. They said, forget it. We don't want to be involved with this stuff because the book really blows the whistle on Mossad and the secret agencies. And there are three guys that were directly involved with Epstein. But they all died of fast-acting cancers, all of them the same type of cancers, all of them almost exactly the same time down in South Florida. I mean, it's crazy when you really look at what they did to cover this thing up. And it goes back to what Austin said. Why aren't the people They were in Epstein's book – they've got the videotapes, by the way. The FBI has the videotapes of Epstein and all the, all the men who were basically being blackmailed in Florida having sex and in New York. Having sex with these girls, and they can be clearly seen in the videotape. And one of the top guys working with Epstein and working with the government, he's already fled to Russia, and he brought copies of all of these tapes with him to Russia, and he's actually had a person come over and unlock them because they're, they're encrypted, and so they could see that he had those tapes. And he said, If something happens to me or my family, they're going to go public. I'm dumping them on the internet. <laughs> he got these dead men's switches. And if this guy has it, you know darn good and well. That Epstein had a dead man switch. That if something happens to me, I'm gonna. These things are gonna get dumped out automatically, and everybody's gonna see all these politicians. And it's like I said years ago, Austin. If people only knew the extent of the depravity of our Congress and senators and our government officials and all these people, these people are selected by the Kabbalist Luciferian cult, sex death cult that runs the planet. The groups who actually like, the cults like Nixium. And the, like the founders of Nixium were all Kabbalists. And you see all of this stuff and you go, wow, it's these guys again. And once you understand that, you can't unsee it. Just a newsflash. I was talking to a young couple and his wife was pregnant the other night up in St. Louis. We were at the church there on Tuesday night. And, uh, you know, and it was funny because this lady was like seven, no, actually eight months pregnant, about to have a baby. And I started talking to him about vaccines. And I said, please don't vaccinate your child. Please, 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 and please don't do this. And, and so they said, why? I said, so I told them why. And then we sent them some information. And then I, and the sad part about it is, is that had they not met us, they probably would have vaccinated the kids. And, and it's really, it's, it, it grieves my spirit because we've been so programmed in the United States because of fluoride, which makes you servile and infertile, which means that you act like a servant and you, it's hard for you to reproduce. To follow the mainstream media and to follow the people in charge and not ask questions. One of the most important things that we have to do and can do as alpha men and alpha females in the United States is we have to ask questions. You know, Jim Rohn said it this way. He goes, you know, why am I doing this? What's it doing to me? And is that OK? Why am I, why am I doing this? What's it doing to me? And is that OK? So you have to ask yourself a question. Why are you being injected with a kill shot? What's it doing to me? It's killing you. Is that okay? The answer is no. <laughs> it's just not okay. But ask those questions. Don't follow blindly. And I, know, and I know you guys don't. I know that because you listen to the show. But flow I mean, Robert Shuler, I, I didn't care for the guy. I had some conflict with him back in the seminar circuit back in the 90s. I didn't care for him at all, to be honest with you. And uh, I don't think he was who he said he was. But, but the reality, he made one good quote. He said, even a dead fish can float downstream. Don't be that dead fish. Don't be somebody who just floats downstream and goes with the masses. Stand against the current and say, no, no, and no. And How about, no, I'm not going to do that. Very, very important. Austin, what do you think, buddy? And what's your next story?
0: Well, you're exactly right. I mean, there's an all-out onslaught as far as with the the
1: food industry,
0: with what they've been trying to do now to remove the aspect of being able to have good, healthy, (laughs) fair market price food. I mean, the numbers that we've been seeing now in the food industry are insanity. I was talking to a buddy of mine the other day about it, and he works with some cattle companies, and he was like, dude, the price of beef, it's just going up. It keeps going up. He's like, every time we order stuff, it keeps going up. And I had the same conversation with our supplier for the organic food buckets and the meat buckets. We got a whole nother batch of the organics. They're going to be shipping out to all of our customers that have you know, been patiently waiting for them and new orders that have been coming in. They'll be here next Wednesday. We got everything lined up for them to go out the same day and labels and everything ready. And I had a conference call with my supplier. And he was like, dude, he's like, as many as you need. Get as many as you need right now. He said, because we're making another batch. And he goes, the next batch we make. We're probably going to be running another batch in another month to two months, 30 to 60 days. He goes, you're probably going to get another price increase on that. And he goes, trust me. He goes, I can show you the numbers. We're not making a bunch of money on this. He goes, we're not pushing numbers up to push my numbers up. He said, it's like every time we get bids out for raw materials, by the time we're ready to order them, they're already telling us the next round is going to be higher than the last round. He's like, so we're trying to pre-purchase stuff well, well, well in advance. He said, but the problem is a lot of places – don't have the amounts that we need, especially when it comes to the certified organic. He said, we just take everything we can get at the available time and we just wait to see what the next price is going to be. And I told him, I said, yeah, I know. I said, and this is what's continuing to happen. I said, and this is why they're starting to push all the fake meat and the fake milk, the, the bio milk that Bill Gates started working on, which I find, I find funny. I saw this the other day again because people have been talking more about the, the breast milk and, uh, and the, um, the, formula issue that was going on and you know of course i've always been a huge proponent of breastfeeding it's much much healthier and what's interesting about this though is that the company the biomilk company that bill gates put together he started raising funds for that and started up the company in june 2020 now think about this for a second we're all told in the midst of 2020s, I remember June very clearly. I went to Daytona, and it was like a ghost town. It was bizarre. majority of the country was completely shut down still. Florida was already open back up, but it was still very odd. It was a very strange time. And I remember June very clearly in 2020. And I remember Bill Gates getting on national television from his home, talking about how he's quarantining for months and how nobody needs to go anywhere and how everybody needs to basically stay at home and be safe and how everybody needs to get ready for an, a, a new vaccine that's going to come out. I remember all of this. I reported on it. It's interesting. We find out now that same time in June, 2020 he announced his startup company BioMilk and started basically getting funds together to start making cultured lab grown human milk for babies using biotechnology using mammary epithelial cells placed in flask with culture media then allowing the cells to grow then placing them in a bioreactor and then recreates conditions similar to the breast weird stuff so suddenly it was June 2020 he just decided this is what i need to do right now during quarantine i need to get all my friends together and start raising funds to start making fake breast milk no He did it under the guise of COVID, under the umbrella and protection of basically being able to be covert. Because if anybody else found out he was working on fake breast milk production during COVID, people would be like, what is this lunatic doing? I thought the COVID, everybody's be terrified. Stay in your homes. Don't be around people. Don't do anything. No, this dude already had his plans going. And now, of course, right on cue, right when Abbott, which, by the way, now we're finding out that Abbott produces almost 50% of the U.S. baby formula. Yet, according to a whistleblower now finding from October 21st, the equipment at the company's facility was failing to need repair. They had failed multiple bacteria contamination tests, yet were still allowed to stay operational. Then suddenly, they get flagged because a baby dies in February. They shut down all the facilities suddenly. Now, all of a sudden, there's this massive shortage of baby formula. just happens to happen right then, right when Bill Gates releases his bio-milk is starting to come to life, just like they've been working on the cultured meat burgers. At the same time, they're telling everybody, oh, guess what? You don't need to eat any meat. While they're literally slaughtering livestock all across the country due to either bird flu or fires that randomly happen at 10 o'clock at night when nobody's around and burn down giant egg farms. Guys, you got to start looking at stuff and realizing, okay, it's not coincidence anymore. And people go, oh, it's a conspiracy theory. Dude, it's not really a theory if it's actually happening, is it? (laughs) If you're watching it happen and you're realizing that the statistical probability of these things all happening at the same time are very, very low. Just like I said before. When they started rolling out the big push for the shot in 2020 and started telling everybody how they're working on this brand new light speed, excuse me, warp speed trial run to get this COVID shot rolled out. I told everybody, instead of that, I said, this is going to be an absolute debacle. This is going to be probably one of the nastiest things they've ever rolled out on the American public. You can look back at my old shows before I ever knew anything about it. I said, there is no way this is going to be legitimate. They're using fear as a tactic to spook people into getting a biotech RNA shot. It was 100% accurate. Now we have young children about to get emergency use to get three shots of three micrograms of RNA technology over a two-month span because, because Pfizer said so. Because Pfizer said they need it. You know, because, of course, you couldn't possibly, you couldn't possibly fathom to allow a two, three, four, five year old to actually be exposed to a virus with a zero percent death rate and actually allow that child to build a natural immune system that God gave it. God gave that little baby child, little baby, little baby girl, little baby boy, gave a beautiful immune system, made in the image of God Almighty, designed to do what? Build up so it has resistance against viruses. How in the world can you have a child that builds up immunity and has a healthy immune system if all you do is keep injecting shots into it on a monthly basis? You look at the shot schedule, 76 shots or 78 shots, whatever it is up to now in the CDC. How in the world can you expect a child to end up being healthy? The answer is you can't. This is why we're seeing the medical industrial complex explode with so much growth in the young adolescent factor and the young child factor. And while childhood cancer is going through the roof and it's continually been going up, it's not by accident. It's not by some random occurrences is going on. It's the continual con- conquest of food, of what they put the glyphosate, the preservatives, the red food coloring. That's why I tell people all the time, kids don't need to be on pharmaceutical drugs. They don't need to be on Adderall and Ritalin. ADHD was complete and total scam. Are there some people that have different functions? They read things differently. They see things differently. Absolutely. We're all made uniquely. There's certain people that may have a hard time, and there's certain kids that may have some type of weird reading disorder something that goes occur. Most of the time we've seen that. It's due to injections. But can it occur? Yeah. Does that mean your child has a deficiency in a scheduled two controlled amphetamine compound? Excuse me, Schedule three? No, no, not not at all. That's that's not at all. They're not deficient in amphetamines. Your child, your five-year-old, is not deficient in amphetamines, guys wake up and realize what they've been trying to do. If you can keep a child from the very early phase of birth, if you can keep them wrapped up in the medical industrial complex their entire life with shot after shot, with ear infections, with tubes in their ears, pulling out their adenoids, pulling out their tonsils, constantly doing more tests on them to find out what's going on with their autism, constantly giving them more drugs to combat their anxiety and their depression and their ADHD that you've labeled it all from, the drugs and the shots that you've been continually giving them, you have have yourself a perfect little subject to be rolled up that will bring in and generate millions of dollars throughout their lifetime through insurance fees and re- referrals and premiums and everything else. It's not a difficult concept from marketing standpoint. It's quite brilliant from a sadistic standpoint. You build individuals to make sure you're breeding them to continue to make you billions of dollars all every single year throughout the society. This is what they've done. This is why I encourage people, use wisdom before you start going and taking drugs. I'm not telling you not to take the pharmaceutical drugs your doctor told you. I'm not telling you to do that. I'm telling you to do your own research, just like Dad said. Make your own decisions. Ask questions. By all means, throw stuff out there at people. If they ask you something or they throw a line out, throw it back. Say, hey, listen, yeah, here, here. Maybe you don't want to do this. Maybe you don't want to get on metformin because your blood sugar was a little elevated because you drank a bunch of coffee and sh- sugar and candy before you went to the doctor last time. Maybe you don't need to be on blood pressure medication because you drank four cups of coffee before you went to the doctor and you had an exam. Maybe you need to be drinking more water. Maybe you need to be taking some vitamin E and magnesium and HGH stimulate and exercising or using a round trampoline, walking, get down walking. I tell people that all the time. I said one of the best things you could do from a weight management and from an overall health standpoint is go get out and walk first thing in the morning, especially if you're, you're trying to lose body fat. Go walk fasted cardio 10 to 20 minutes. That's all you got to do. Nothing crazy. You don't have to run. You don't have to sprint. You don't have to blow out your joints. Just go get some really, really good orthotic shoes and go out and walk if you're able to do so safely. Exercise. Go get 10 20 minutes of cardio in. I started back on that a couple about five, six weeks ago. Started trying to get my weight back under controls. I'd gotten up to about 208, 209, and I need to be about 198 to 200. That's a really good weight for me. I'm still really strong, and I'm still lean. And, you know, last over Christmas, I ate too much ice cream during Christmas time. I'm not going to lie. I like ice cream, but I have to actively avoid it because it will pack weight on me just like bread and everything else does. And the biggest thing is not bringing it in the house. I can't stress that anymore. If you're trying to get your weight under control for whatever goal, whether you're trying to get life insurance, whether you're trying to get in better shape, whether you and your spouse are trying to look better, whatever it is, you can't bring it in the house. And I've told people this the the other day. I've told multiple people this that I've helped work with as far as getting food under control. If you're trying to get your weight under control, one of the biggest things you have to address is portion control. You don't have to go insanely strict like we used to do back in bodybuilding and weighing it down. We have, have to have 120 grams of rice. You know, we have to have 160 grams of chicken. You don't have to go that crazy. That's that's if you're trying to get absolutely ridiculous. And nobody needs to get like that because it's not healthy being that lean. Go in and go. you're trying to be, you know, 220, 230. You need to keep your calories in, you know, about 2,300 to 2,500 calories a day, depending on how your micros are. And I said, the biggest thing is do four to 500 calories a meal, you know, six times a day. You know, and you variate it. You don't have to be super strict, but your portion controls have to be in line. And I said you can't be eating bread, pasta, pizza, wheat, any of that stuff. If you can have a little bit of rice, you can have some rice or some vegetables with your chicken, a little bit of olive oil on it. But you don't have to eat weird, but you have to have your portions under control. You can't be eating 1,000, 1,200, 1,500-calorie 1, meals every single meal. And wondering why you're not losing weight because it's not going to happen. And so just I got kind of sidetracked on that, but I just really encourage people right now because I know a lot of people are seeing things occur and happen in a weird state right now. And as I told you guys on a show a couple weeks ago, you got to focus on the things that you can directly affect and you can make positive change with right now. And that starts at home. That starts with your family. That starts with your health. And that can also start with your company, your business, your job. Remember, if you work harder on yourself than on your job, you'll be much more successful. And I'm not saying don't work on your job. I'm not saying don't work hard at what you're doing. But what I'm saying is I think too many people put too much emphasis on trying to work, 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 work all the time and they completely neglect their overall health. And Jim Rohn has said it so succinctly back in the day. He said, "If you become extremely wealthy and you become extremely successful and you've been working 100 hours a week for the last 10 years and now your health is shot and you can't get out of bed and you're sick and you got a pile of stuff. He goes... What was that for what did you accomplish what are you doing when your time card gets punched are you gonna be pulling all the stuff behind you to heaven no not saying you don't need to have goals I'm a huge goal-driven person you always got to have drive you always got to have want you always got to have direction on stuff you're going for but you have to take care of your body and that's why it's so important to make sure you're putting the proper foods, the proper nutrients, the proper supplements in on a daily basis. That's why so many people that I know, I've told them before, I said, listen, if you're just trying to start at the basics, I said, start with the ultimate multiple. If you're a total noob, you know, you're know you a newbie, you've never been involved in supplements before, the first thing you get on is the ultimate multiple. That will change your life right there, whether the powder, the liquid, or, or the powder, or the capsules, or the chewable. I prefer the powder. Like this morning, for example, I had a small Fit Food shake. I had four eggs. And I had two scoops, ultimate multiple in a glass. And then I had a few other couple supplements, some turmeric and some vitamin E, but real basic, nothing crazy on my gut. That was my breakfast in the morning. Usually comes out to about 420 to 450 calories, depending on what I add to the eggs. I put a little bit of cheese on it. Take some supplements, boom, I'm good for a couple hours. And once you start dialing it in, and once you start understanding what your body needs and you start feeling that positive response, it makes it very easy to continue to do that. And if you're working on that on a regular basis, it will have long-term positive results, but you have to be consistent. You can't do it for two or three days, then go back to eating junk for a month, and then go back to eating clean for two or three days and expect positive results. You have to stay consistent with it, and that means everything across the board, exactly what Dad said. If you made a mistake and you got an RNA shot or you got a shot that basically has made you sick, okay, okay. Your body may be able to bounce back from that. A lot of times we have with the CoQ10 and the vitamin E and the chelation and the GHI. I've seen a lot of people who have gotten the shot have been able to get healthy again and you know and stop a lot of symptoms. I've worked with them. Now, if you do that and you bounce back, you don't go inject the same poison that made you sick the first time back in you. You can't keep doing that. You've got to make a decision and say, Okay, that was a mistake. I made that mistake. I'm not gonna make it again. You can make a mistake. It's okay to make mistakes. You can't keep doing the exact same mistake over and over and over and over and over over again and expect any kind of different results on it. You got to take a step back, like Dad said earlier. What am I doing? How is it affecting me? And is that okay? That's a very, very simplistic, but yet very, very effective way to address certain things from a self-analyzation standpoint to say, okay, what is this that I'm doing right now? Why am I doing it? Is it okay? okay, no, it's really not. Let's let's address it. And if you take a slip back and you make that mistake again, take it, well, okay, why did I make that mistake again? What caused me to do it? Okay, if this was causing me to do it, I've got to eliminate this culprit now. This culprit's got to get removed and out. We've got to address that. And if you start doing that and you start analyzing things that way, my friends, it will change your life in a lot of directions, especially when it comes to your health, your energy,
1: and overall lifestyle. I encourage you to do that. What do you think, Ted? I, I think that was excellent. This sounds like I was saying it. I mean, I, I just, it was... Perfect. I mean, it's exactly right. I mean, you gotta be careful. You gotta keep the food out of the house. You gotta walk. Don't run. Don't run. If you're gonna jog, jog, jog on a mini trampoline so you don't have the joint impact, don't do the running. Running is bad, especially when you get older. It really eats up the knees, eats up the ankles, eats up the hips. And I've got so many friends who who had run their entire life, and now they've got all kinds of hip and joint and ankle and knee problems. Just avoid that. You don't have to do that. Walk and have some really good shoes on so you don't end up with shin splints. And if you can, walk on turf. That's the best, all right? If you can't, walk on asphalt. Third choice, concrete. And, yes, concrete is much harder than asphalt, and your joints feel it. So be very, very careful so you don't end up with shin splints. So just – if you walk half a mile or a mile every day or if you just you even walk a block, just do something. Austin's right. You know, Don't sit there and be lethargic your entire I – mean, we, we all sit around too much now on the computers. We all do that. If we're busy, if we're working, just try to get out there and move. Yesterday we were making a game of it when we were going between the gates in Charlotte. You know, we were seeing how fast we could walk pulling our luggage. It was a blast; I had a fun time. But then I got to the plane, I was unbelievably hot. But that's all right. <laughs> Just always do something and work. And we, we we work out five to six days a week. You know, sometimes it's four. We try to always do three. That's one time per body part. But then we try to, if we can, we work out twice a week. And uh, that's the best way per body part. That's with me personally, and that's that, that my body responds best to that. And so we practice what we preach here at Health Masters. We really do. Austin and I do, and Sharon does, and Lana does. And, heck, Austin's got Hunter in there working out right now. He's a six-year-old, you know, real lightweight, like two-pound dumbbells, that kind of stuff. But the reality is train up a child in the way they should go, and when they were old, and I'll depart from it. You know, don't, don't put them on heavy weights when they're young. That's not good for them. But the reality is if you teach them to develop a habit pattern while they are in a theta brainwave state when they're young going to the gym, they'll remember that. And it'll be permanently ingrained into the synaptic function, and they'll want to work out all their life. I've got – like all my kids work out right now. Everybody works out because we taught them to work out when they were young. Really, really important that you show them that example when they're little. It really is. Now, I want to, I want to read you something right here. This, is, this, is, this was an interesting. This was by. an uh, this was a interview by Dr. David Martin. I'm going to quote him, and I'm just going to just read part of what he says, and I'll ad-lib part of it, and I'll add some stuff to it. What's going on with COVID is not a public health situation. This is not even a science situation, and while I appreciate the public health people and the scientists, this is not it. Okay, This is a case of murder. You know, It's not a case of disease. It's not a case of the pandemic. This is a case of murder, and the people currently doing delivery of the agent of the murder are, in fact, those who wear lab coats. If they were anything else, they would be they would be wearing hoodies. If they wore anything else, we'd call them murderers. Right now, we call them doctors. That's pretty strong, isn't it? and the reason I say that is because the evidence that is in Canada and the United States collaborated specifically during the gain of function moratorium. Remember, they weren't supposed to be doing gain of function research. They weren't supposed to be doing that. That's why a lot of the shift stuff was shipped offshore because of the Biological Weapons Treaty that happened in 1988. So this is the next. His next quote is: So for those of you who actually don't understand the dynamics of this. This weaponization of the spike protein association with W1V1, which is the Wuhan Institute of Virology, was sampled from China reportedly between 2011 and 13. It was replicated at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. I've talked about this before many times, and how this was pushed off into Chienamath and a lot of other laboratories around the country. This was a subject of the moratorium on the gain-of-function research, where Anthony Fauci said to Ralph Berrick at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, on October of 2014, that while the fact there was a gain-of-function moratorium, his work on the weaponization of the Wuhan virology virus bug protein was able to go on and on because he'd already been funded. End quote. Now also, when you tie all this together with Charles Lieber from Harvard, who worked in nanotechnology, he worked with this also as far as delivery systems. As the study was done in vivo, resulted in two papers, one in 2015 and one in 2016, both stating that the Wuhan Institute of Virology virus one spike protein targeting endothelial tissue, targeting lung tissue, targeting kidney tissue, he stated it was, and I'm quoting, poised for human emergence. What? How can it be poised for human emergence? I guess it's ready to go, I guess. It's on go, ready to go. So anyone who wants to sit there and pretend like this is anything other than premeditated murder is actually watching freight cars roll across Germany and wondering where all the neighbors are going. I'm sorry. I shouldn't chuckled with that because that happened, but that is a very good metaphor. So anyone who wants to sit there and pretend like this is anything other than premeditated murder is actually wondering and watching freight cars roll across Germany and wondering where their neighbors are going. Because they were hauled off the brake cars. The fact is that there is no question whatsoever that this is a premeditated act of murder. And for those of you that have not heard it, okay, in March 2015, Peter Daszak, the chief architect of the deployment of the particular campaign of terror, along with Anthony Fauci, Ralph Barrick, and Peter Daszak made the following statement. To sustain the funding based beyond the crisis, we need to increase the public understanding of the need for medical countermeasures such as pan-influenza or pan-coronavirus vaccine. A key driver in the media and economics will follow the hype. We need not use that hype to our advantage to get to the real issues. Investors will respond if they see profit at the end of the process. This was said This was said eight years ago, guys. They were planning all of this stuff, and they are planning on making a bunch of money as they killed people. If you think that this is an issue that has anything to do with the virus spreading in a pandemic, you're delusional. This is premeditated crime. They announced the crime in 2015, and conveniently, the government of Canada entered into agreement with the distribution of the lethal agent in 2015. And specifically, that was Thomas Madden, that was Peter Cullis, and Ian McLaughlin who at the University of British Columbia developed a lipid nanoparticle, we've got the Libra too, that was required to first demonstrate that ability to actually do what is called gene sil- sil- silencing of monkeys. I'm gonna repeat that ability to actually do what is called gene silencing silencing in monkeys and then took that technology after a lawsuit, which was a sixty five million lawsuit, the settlement of that lawsuit in twenty twelve. And for those in Canada look up that lawsuit, it was the lawsuit between Proteva, Tamira, Alacanta Therapeutics and the University of British Columbia. After the $65 million settlement was paid in that particular case in 2015, Alacanta Therapeutics, owned by Thomas Madden and Peter Cullis, sublicenses the lipo technology to Moderna for the development of the mRNA vaccine during the gain of function moratorium in violation of U.S. and Canadian code. Whoa! This boy's done some research and he's basically telling you that you were basically set up as a lab experiment, okay? (laughs) They had figured out how to do all of this gain of function, attacking the lung tissues and all the rest, and it basically said it was ready to go. And then all of a sudden it gets released in Wuhan after they were working with, you know, North Carolina. What a mess. What a premeditated mess. And at the end of all this, you've got to find the stream of money being pushed through the international banking cabalist, Luciferian communities, State Street, BlackRock, and Vanguard, and all of the other boys and girls that are Luciferians and witches, witches and weirdos and warlocks, who at this point are running the planet, always remember that, guys. This it's <laughs> this thing's a mess, and that's why we've got to keep our hearts and minds in Jesus Christ. It's like Austin said: if you had to take the shot, or were forced to take the shot, or took the shot and didn't do any better, do the best you could do to mitigate it. You know, you're not going to change what happened to your DNA. You know, that's not going to. We're not going to. We're not going to detox from that. But what you could do is you can strengthen your own immune system back up to help compensate for all of this stuff. You can do that. I really believe that. You can do it with the N cysteine, the vitamin C, the D3, the K2, the potassium iodine, the zinc, you know, the, you know, all the different things that are available for us out there right now, and, and all the supplements that are available. And the lifestyle choices that Austin talked about are so important. Avoid sugar. That's really, really important. Gosh, sugar is so bad. It really is. And it just. It, if you're going to do it, do it in moderation. Avoid alcohol and, and avoid pork. I mean, if you have an occasional beer or whatever, I, but nobody cares. But don't be drinking every single day. It's just not a healthy thing to do. And and, and stay off of coffee. I can honestly say I was so pleased with myself this time because I really like coffee. And I made this entire trip up to St. Louis and back, and I had no coffee. Now, I did do purple sticks. I did do those. We had plenty of those left in inventory. So I was I was using the purple sticks, the green tea, to keep myself going with time changes, etc., but be very very careful what you put into your body and uh, keep your diet as clean as you can right now because if you think this Wuhan virus was the last thing they're gonna throw at us it's not this thing was very 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 real the problem is they never told us how to correct it you could have done it with vitamin C D3 zinc you know ivermectin all these different things that were out there available for us but they don't they wouldn't give them to us because they wanted that, that, that author—that emergency use authorization now also remember The reason they're pushing it to these young children like they are under the age of five, they want this into the shot schedule. They want to force the parents to give these children shots with these boosters all of the time in the shot schedule to continue with their hermaphroditic agenda. Really, really important. Continue with your eugenics agenda. Continue with their genocide agenda. All of this is planned. Don't ever think that any of this stuff that's happening hasn't been planned. I just read you the timelines the names, dates, places of where it happened. Guys. Keep your hearts and minds in Jesus. Remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. None of this is taking God by surprise. He's omnipresent. He's always here for you. and He's always willing to help you and to be there for you and to bless you and take care of you. Think on the good things. That's what you got to think about. you got to think about what God has done and what Jesus has done and realize that these guys are already defeated. Because death, where is that victory? Where is is it? There's no power over you anymore because of Jesus and what he did on the cross. I love you guys. I appreciate you. I'll finish it up and I'll talk to you tomorrow.
0: Absolutely, and on a kind of a humorous – even though it's actually not humorous, I just have to make a joke of it so I don't get angry about the $40 billion that the taxpayers just got saddled with that we had a loan taken out so we could give Ukraine $40 billion in funding. But Interpol now, the director of Europol – excuse me – the European uh, police agency, Europol, Director Catherine Di Bolo, is now stating a huge warning about the massive trove of weapons that are being pumped from the west into Ukraine. She goes on to say that a large portion of them are going to end up in the hands of criminals for years to come. At some point, this is her quote, at some point the war will be over and we want to avoid a situation like the one that followed the war in the Balkans 30 years ago. The weapons from that war are still being used by criminals during today. If you ever read about the Balkan War, a very rough war, similar aspect as far as where all these funds and all these weaponry were being pumped in. And the weapons don't just disappear, guys. AK-47s don't have an expiration date on them. Newsflash. <laughs> Unless you throw it in salt water and corrode it for years, you throw it in a closet somewhere, it doesn't go bad. The gun will shoot in water, it will shoot in mud, it will shoot just about through anything. They don't go bad. They don't just disappear. Same thing with ammunition. If ammunition is stored properly, and it's not just left out to sit out in the snow and the rain, it's in a sealed ammo can. It has a little bit of a drying element to it. You can store ammo for decades upon decades. There's still ammo from World War II that people still shoot and play around with. That's how long it stores. So as I said before, this whole war 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 thing in ukraine that they've been promoting there is multiple facets to it and it is not anything about a humanitarian support of ukraine when's the last time the united states actually cared about people in a country why hasn't the united states said anything about what happened in china over the last month and a half in shanghai people being starved out people being beaten people being duct taped to gurneys and have a four-inch nasal swab shoved up to their brain to test for covid on a daily basis oh that's right because that doesn't really matter to them because that's not the narrative. It's funny, while we have a country right now that we live in, the greatest nation on earth, that's telling us the American citizens don't have a right to defend themselves, and that bumbling buffoon Biden says, you don't need a 9 millimeter high caliber bullet to hunt, you only need a 22. I'd like to see somebody drop an elk with a 22 long rifle. I'd be really curious to see how that works out. <laughs> but The United States doesn't have the right to defend themselves. Oh, but, 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 but Ukraine needs 40 billion in surfaced air missiles, javelins, machine guns, and light armor, you know, grenades and everything else. Um, Light armor, piercing grenades and all the other platforms they're sending them because, you know, that's that's what they need, you know, because they need to fight against the tyranny of Putin. Well, what happens to the millions and millions of ammunition boxes and all the machine guns and all the surfaced air missiles and grenades and frags that don't get used during the war? oh that's right they just circulate on the black market watch the movie lord of war if you're interested in seeing a true story on how that operates very graphic movie don't watch it around kids but it goes into detail on what actually happens and how the u.s government not only funds it they allow black market funds and weapon operations to occur all across the entire globe thank you guys again for supporting health masters getting the truth out there standing up for freedom for everybody. Be sure to check out the website. Got a lot of different specials coming in for June this month. And again, as always, check out the product of the week, the prostate support on sale right now on the website healthmasters.com. Y'all have a blessed, safe, awesome night, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.